1: yeah hello and welcome to the street press podcast my name is sean fraser i hope your week is going really well at the moment hey big weekends for a lot of music lovers the good things festival rolled into town brizzy sydney and melbourne and uh, i didn't have a ticket to it initially i was like uh you know, I just hadn't worked that out. And I, I, I was pretty much, I'd sold myself to the point where I was like, well, I guess I'm not going this year. And at the 11th hour, I was given a ticket by my good friend, Andrew. Thank you, mate. And uh, I tell you what, spectacular day. It was an amazing festival. Caught like slowly, slowly. Incredible. They were almost band of the day, I thought. They were just so incredible. They were on early as well. Pennywise played before them. Who else did we have? We had Luca Brasi. They kicked us on uh, one of the smaller stages. Uh, Limp Biscuit Taking Back Sunday. It was amazing. We've had a lot of those bands on this podcast in the lead up. And another band that played there is a heavy band by the name of Ocean Sleeper. And I made sure that I rushed to their stage when they were on because I knew that I had the interview the next day with Carl and I just stood there. I just remember putting the two beers on top of each other and I said, right, let's see, see what they've got and just blew me away. It's not just the songs. It's not just their style. It's kind of like hardcore and pop punk mixed together, but it's not just the songs the stage presence is just something else. They are just like, they're slinging guitars around. They're riding skateboards on stage. They're having so much fun. And when you're there and you're watching them, you feel like you're a part of the show. You just feel welcomed into their little corner. And I think... That is such a talent for a band to be able to make everyone in the audience feel that way. They were also playing at the same time as Slipknot singer Corey Taylor, and I thought, "Geez, I hope not everyone's over there watching Corey." There's at least a decent crowd here, and they held their own. It was just a, a huge crowd they played in front of, and it was it was so spectacular to see that. And before we get into the interview, I just want to take a moment because there was there was there was something that happened during Limp Biscuit, which uh, was a great performance, but. Off to my left, as I was watching the show play out, this fella had fallen down. It looked like he'd had a fit. He'd he'd fallen to the ground. And by the time I noticed what was going on, there was already, you know, 10 people there looking after him. Uh, You had a nurse. You had a doctor on there. Everyone was waving at the security guard. I don't think the security guard knew what was going on. But I just, I saw that moment where everyone was looking after this dude. None of them knew him. None of them knew each other, but they were all doing what should be done in a situation like that and just helping a completely helpless person who was laying there on the ground. And this guy, he was in a world of trouble, but these people, I reckon, saved him. I'm not sure if his condition was bad enough for him to, you know, lose his life or anything like that, but it was just so incredible to see all these people get together and help this guy. And eventually, they stood him up, he woke up. He was on his feet, and uh I think it just makes you so proud to be a part of something like this like a scene you know the the heavy metal or the or the punk scene it doesn't matter the music scene it's just so incredible to watch people look out for each other and look after each other and uh, and that guy i hope I wish him well I hope he's going good uh, it seemed like he was pretty good. I think he stood around and watched the uh the rest of the show, but I just thought I'd, I'd make mention to that because it was such a cool moment um you know, watching everyone helping me out and good on you. And like I said, Carl from Ocean Sleeper is on the podcast today. So we do. We talk about Good Things Festival. We talk about their success lately. Uh, and we talk about, you know, there's <laughs> one thing I was thinking about when I was watching them play. I was thinking, what are the good things bands eat? What do they drink? Who do they hang out with? So I threw that question towards him. We talk about the beginnings of the band when they started with No Drummer eight years ago and to, you know, come to where they are now. I mean, they've been doing international tours and they're turning heads everywhere they go. Now, Carl was just a screamer in the band and now he and Ione, the other singer and screamer, they've decided to sort of share the role. So uh, once upon a time, all Carl was doing was screaming, but now he's, he's mixing it up. And i tell you what, he's got a set of pipes on him as well. And it's a really cool dynamic having two guys that are able to sing and two guys that are able to scream in a hardcore band. And we talk about what 2024 has in store. This year has been nuts for them. So obviously, Good Things Festival, they had their own headline uh, tour, which sold out. They went on the Sunk Lotto tour. They played at Unify. They've been on the road like for the majority of the year and they're hoping they go one better next year. It looks as if they're not going to... Be at home at all.
0: How are you, man? Good. How about yourself? Yeah, going good. Sorry about the time zone mess up.
1: That's all right. Oh yeah, it happens more than you. trust me, it happens a lot.
0: <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Right.
1: I am stoked I got you on here. I thought you'd be, you know, hung over or no comment. <laughs> <laughs> what an exciting time for you guys. I caught you in action actually on Saturday. Uh, in Sydney. Oh, beautiful. And there I was, two beers on top of each other, standing at the back <laughs> of the crowd. And I was looking at you guys just ripping and I was going, fucking how good is this?
0: It was a good show. It's been great. It's been
1: really, really great. I mean, your songs are great, but the, the live performance is is quite a spectacle itself, isn't it? I mean, <laughs> guitars are getting thrown around. You're riding skateboards. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, we're we trying to make it like – An experience, you know what I mean? So it's like, if you're side stage, you're involved. If you're in the crowd, you're involved with everyone. We try to make everyone the energy infatuating and all that.
1: You're on the same time as Corey Taylor, I think. And I thought he he pulled a good crowd, but you guys just had a big
0: crowd there as well. I mean. Yeah, it was great. It was yeah, And we clashed with uh, While She Sleeps as well, but all three of us had great crowds. So it just shows how many people are there.
1: Does that get a bit annoying sometimes when you look at sets for a festival and you go, "Oh, this person's on," or this person, or or do you just not even think about it?
0: Um, Like for me, I would have liked to have seen while she sleeps, but obviously, (laughs) you okay? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So that part's annoying, but otherwise, it's sort of just doesn't really phase me. That part you just you do as what you can do. Yeah, you can't really you can't change anything, so you just got to make make good with what you've got.
1: I'd put it in my planner to make sure that I was there from the start for you guys. And the morning of, I was looking at the forums online about who's a good band to go and see and stuff. And you're and Ocean Sleeper, the name just kept coming up in the comments. Really? They were talking about the Melbourne show in particular, saying, obviously, go and Ocean Sleeper, put on the big show yesterday. And uh, yeah, a lot of people vouching
0: for you that's awesome yeah that's that's a cool thing to see I, I don't think we've seen a whole lot of that before but it just shows that we might be doing the right thing at least not saying that we're doing bad don't see it
1: <laughs> i saw you say uh you said who's seen us here before and then you know there was a bunch of hands and then you said who hasn't seen you, and it was probably 50 50 so really cool to see so many people around you it was an awesome day
0: yeah yeah it was great like obviously like all the it, New fans, all that kind of thing. That's what doing a big festival like that is, is the great thing that you can gain from that. But also having the crowds that we have had the last three days is yeah really special. So we're very lucky to have that as well.
1: I've done a lot of interviews in the lead up to good things. And I was like, I was a bit annoyed that I sort of hadn't had you guys teed up pre good things, but I thought at least we can now know what good things was like from your perspective. Oh, right. What's the backstage like? I was, I was standing there in the crowd. I'm like, what happens behind there? Like who are they <laughs> hanging out with? Who are they yeah. eating with? Who are they drinking with? Like yeah. what's the backstage
0: uh, like? Backstage. That was, that was an experience. Um, something that we've never had like, like catering and like, it was just like really nice food. Like we're not just stuck to eating Maccas or like whatever. We're like, we had good breakfast. We had like a good lunch. We had a good dinner. It was, it was crazy. So that's, Unfortunately, something we probably won't get again for a little bit, so lapping that up. But um, we hung out a lot with Royal and the Serpent because um, their set was after ours. so like every day we were together pretty much. So they're, they're legends. We had a really good time with them. Um, Plot and You were friends with, so we knew them. They were great. Tapestry, obviously, local boys with us, their, their green room was next to ours every day, so saw them every day, which is great. But, yeah, and Make Them Suffer. Obviously, we're great friends with Make Them Suffer. So, yeah, it was just a lot of hanging out backstage, which was, yeah, really nice. makes it so much fun.
1: With uh, Saturday, we saw the full experience there of what it's like to play early and what can happen if you play late at night and a storm rolls on in. Obviously, playing earlier in the day, I've heard from a lot of the bands that were on the bill that if they're later at night, they've got to watch their drinking. (laughs)
0: Oh yeah. Well, yeah. We, we were quite good on this one. We all, we all didn't really drink till after we played or and like didn't even really drink too much, but last night was our night that we got to let the hair down properly. Um but in that like we had the I think the peak of the the heat every day, so like we had like p like I got sunburned as pretty much every day, but like just that peak of the time before the sun kind of cools down at like four. so we finished yeah. at 4:20, so we fairly copped to that one. And Brizzy was hot brizzy that wasn't yeah that was the hottest performance we've ever had to do it was it really was, yeah yeah and it, you could see in the crowd as well like everyone was like getting around it like which was great but you could really tell everyone was like struggling a little bit like so where it was it was hot even even the bands like we were lucky because we were on stage five but like a lot of bands were coming out of three or four um with heat stroke which is, a, is a in in house uh In the tents, which was it was brutal in there, it was so hot. We're like slaughter to prevail, wearing all that,
1: yeah, yeah. And uh, I I read also on another forum about yesterday's show that the metal kids were still keeping it metal, wearing like a jacket. jacket Oh man, (laughs)
0: well, yeah, like our stage fit that, like for the last few runs, like I wear like a like a boiler suit thing, like a Dickie's boiler suit thing. So I was, yeah, wasn't having the best time, but yeah. (laughs)
1: <laughs> oh, it's good to see man um, tell us about the band I know you started eight odd years ago didn't have a yeah. drummer you were just like yeah. putting together songs tell me about the beginnings of the band because it's amazing to see where you are where you guys are now
0: yeah oh, we're stoked where we're at at the moment so yeah we're just a couple kids from country town that sort of knew each other in roundabout ways and um, yeah started playing shows yeah just started doing whatever shows we really could trying to get into Melbourne because obviously we're three hours away from the city so and then from there just built our foundations and all that um and yeah we're just we're super sort of proud of where we're at now just because n- like no musical anything comes from anywhere in our direction like we've never had right you know you know you, you don't have bands that you grow up with and you say like oh they did it like i think where they like we've we know like mirrors we're friends with mirrors and they're, they're having a good crack as well but it's like us and then we didn't really know anyone else that was that's had sort of like success with music in that kind of way especially Mm. in like metal so doing that we're like super super proud of that.
1: So what were you doing to start with filling out the PCYCs or you know how how did the beginning
0: look? The beginning was pretty much like we'd play like I guess like a workers club in Melbourne um and would just bring like everyone we knew from Gippsland pretty much would just bring all them down. And everyone was just like, why is there a sold out show? And why is no one from Melbourne here? <laughs> and then eventually from there, like our friends stopped going as like, as that, and then fans that would actually come and then eventually grew actual fans, not just our friends come to shows and whatnot. So, um, and then that, yeah, that was sort of just the, the snowfall, uh, the snowball, I guess.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's, it's really cool. It's inspiring to hear that sort of stuff. That's why I really like, like to pick the brains of people about that, you know, getting out of the regions and then all of a sudden becoming quite successful met,
0: through the metros. You're singing now a lot more, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, he has been, um, uh, yeah, he's been working me pretty hard because, uh, <laughs> he's our producer obviously. And, um, uh, we're trying to do like the two vocalist kind of thing. We don't want to be like a singer and a screamer. So it's like predictable in that kind of way we want to make it. So irony's doing a lot more. Uh, screaming in songs as well now I'm doing some singing and like we're just just trying to make it so our the songs that we release we have just like a wide range of like our envelope is a lot bigger now like the ceiling of what we can do with the band is a lot bigger rather than just sticking to like the heavy bits and then the clean singing choruses and like that so we're just trying to shake it up in that kind of way I'm having a lot of fun with it
1: and when I only said to you hey it's time to start singing more what was your first reaction
0: Oh, we, we have wanted to do it for quite a long time. Um, but it's just sort of been like having the time to actually do it. Like I know King of Nothing was supposed to be when I started doing it, but we just didn't have the time for me to get in the studio to do it. So we just had to get him to do it, unfortunately. But like it's it was it was pretty nerve wracking for me at first, that's for sure.
1: Do you feel like you can sort of oh not hide when you're screaming, but you just sort of it's a completely different thing, isn't it? I mean
0: Well, yeah, it's it's something that's very comfortable for me. So yeah. Like, I'm, I'm happy to do that all day sort of thing. But then this is a new thing that, like, at the moment I'm still, I guess, finding my feet with, um, getting the confidence and all that kind of thing.
1: And you talk about comfortability. Obviously, with the Irony recording you guys and stuff, it must be, that's nice to sort of be able to jump in the studio with, obviously, the band member and, and yeah. work on things.
0: Oh, he, He's incredible. He's a great songwriter and he's really, really great at productions. Like, he's new, our, our new songs are, like, I think a good testament of where he's at with his sample use and all that kind of thing so like we're realistically you know 20 percent instruments and then everything else is electronics and all that like really cool production stuff that he he's really good at now
1: you have quite a good following plenty of streams and stuff you're looking after socials are you is is that your job
0: yeah 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 that's my role yeah is it a pain in the ass at times um
1: a little bit enjoy it
0: I, no, I enjoy it absolutely, but yeah, it's just it's just a, one of those things that you just got to be mindful of all the all the time sort of thing.
1: Yeah, the scheduling of posts. The yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think I think we all know that. Uh, all too yeah,
0: well, well exactly. Um, it's just what it is. You, I think social media is something very important. Something we've always tried to um, push pretty hard so that we could you know, grow and all that kind of thing. So I think it's worked pretty well for us so far. So I guess it's it's just a necessary thing to learn about.
1: I was looking at some of your gear before, but I hadn't checked out TikTok. I'm guessing TikTok's a, a big one for you guys.
0: Uh it's it's okay. I, we kind of go off and on with it. Like sometimes yeah. we've had we've had a few kind of viral videos which go really good. Um makes your monthly got like twenty thousand for no reason <laughs> and then yeah. and then it just dies off again. So it's TikTok's like a random thing, but it's, it's definitely fun to explore.
1: Yeah, it's a hard it's a hard one to predict. Like you never know what's gonna go good and what's gonna go bad on there. Exactly. Hey, your latest single that came out, Heaven, is it about religion? <laughs>
0: yeah, uh, it, it is. It is. It's just about um, It's just about kindness and those kinds of things. Like there's a lot of, I guess, religion, just cultures and whatnot where people, I don't know, cut out and shunned and that kind of thing. So we just kind of just say it's just like a back end kind of way of you don't need that stuff to be kind to people and all that kind of thing. It's good, good message. Um, yeah.
1: I, saw, I saw your YouTube account, and you guys have like, I think we Taiwan. I think I was watching a little, yeah, Doctor. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's cool to watch. I love the behind the scenes stuff and watching you guys. Um,
0: it looks like you guys are so DIY at times.
1: Yeah.
0: We are, we are, we, we got a thing, so DIY till I die, but um, <laughs> we share the roles around quite well. Um, so I like just doing the merch ourselves, um, merch store, Arnie does all the production. He's edited a lot of our music videos. And then Jaden, our tour videographer, does our music videos as well. He did Heaven, which was a really fun one take. I'm the manager. But then we have our label, BMG, who are great. Um, And we're booked by Tommy at New World Artists, which uh, has started this year, which is, yeah, it's been great.
1: Nice. You say the manager. Um, I, I know it can be rewarding. Must be some tough conversations every now and then.
0: Uh, no, nah, well, not yet. They're probably due. <laughs> <laughs> probably can't be far away if that's the case. But yeah, it, it's, it's just whatever we're like, we're on the same page. We, we just want to keep pushing it and like do what we can do to make, you know, to keep doing things like, you know, good things or like the big things that pop up, like whatever we can do to make those things continue. We're just all on the same page of, like I say, I'm the manager, but it's realistically, you know, all of us, I'm not making us, I'm not making a say it's all three of us making the decisions and all that
1: there has been a rise over the years of bands sort of just doing it themselves and working it all out themselves, you know, because yeah. back in the day, right. We're talking, you know, 20 years ago when like, you know, you starting in bands and stuff, it seems so hard to do all that sort of stuff. And now more people are having a crack at it. You encourage yeah. that sort of stuff. Do you, Would you encourage that to a band starting today?
0: oh i I think it's important well in in our eyes it's like you you can pay a manager and that's fine and like if they have the great contacts to get you in, you know where you want to be then that's obviously what you need but where we are we try to invest back into the band so whatever money that we can use to go back into the band i think is pretty necessary um like we're all pretty hands-on like yeah so i think as long as i can While I can get in contact with who I need to and do all those kind of things and organize everything and make our goals happen, then that's fine. And that will probably come to a point soon enough when, you know, I I don't have the time to do all those kind of things as well behind the scenes. And we'll have to give that to, you know, we'll have to get a manager to do all that. But for the meantime, it's working, which is great.
1: That must have been the last gig of the year yesterday, was it? No, no. It it still was.
0: Yeah, yeah, it was. (laughs) But we are, we're doing the Thornhill Christmas show in two weeks, which should be cool. us, uh, also Thornhill, Ocean Grove, us and inertia, which will it'll be sick.
1: Right. I was looking at the schedule of all this year and like what you had. You had your own tour. You had sunk Lotto, You had. Did you play Unify? This is. the yeah. you, got, you got good things. It's like you must be just constantly on the road. Does it feel like that?
0: Uh, uh, yes and no. Like, yeah. This this year is just is. Absolutely been our be- like best year as far as those kind of things. Started with uh, a festival in Adelaide, uh, co-headliner with Dear Seattle, which was awesome. Love those yeah. boys. Um, went from that to touring with Make Them Suffer and Fit for an Autopsy, which was, uh, I guess, our first big tour support kind of thing, which was amazing. Yeah, went from that to our own headliners, which sold out, which was just, it's yeah, this year's been crazy for us. It's been a very, very cool kind of thing to... I don't know, see, because, you know, a lot of years have been put into, you know, building this thing. So seeing this year happen, it's like, I know, it's great. And like the last three days, we've, we've all been super, super happy with just how everything's gone.
1: Is there one thing that you can think of that's made the wheels turn faster this year than than other years? Was it, you know, is it just the kick-ass songs you guys are releasing? Or is Triple, Triple J spitting you out more than normal? Do you know uh, what I
0: mean? Uh... Um, I don't know. I think we've just built a good foundation and, um, I think we got some good chances this year and people were happy with, you know, how they went. So I think, I think it was just like a bit of a thing where we, we got the someone threw us a bone and it went right. So got another bone, (laughs) but yeah, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's just people were happy with what we're doing. So yeah.
1: Well, 2024 is just around the corner. And the obvious question is what's, what's happening there? What have you got booked? Is it going
0: to be a bigger year than this year? Ah, uh, I hope so. Uh, like next year, our our goal is just to get um, out of Australia. So we've got a few conversations in the go. So if we can get to America and Europe next year, then that's that's and we've got an EP to put out next year, which will be very nice. cool. So a headline tour for that. So if we can tour America, tour Europe, do a headline tour, that's in my eyes the perfect year. So we'll see. And the cool thing is
1: with data these days is you can yeah. see you can see where people are listening, right? So you can exactly, just head there. Exactly
0: exactly we're dying to get over to america because that's that's where all our numbers uh yeah our big numbers are across america so yeah we're dying to get over there
1: uh and i was talking to a friend the other day about like you know your band can get pretty big in australia and stuff but it's like you know bands like parkway or you know like are just massive in other countries that aussies don't even understand so yeah if you guys you know never went to america you'd never know would you i mean you want to get there and see see what could possibly happen
0: there's, there's just so many cities, like, you, you. Australian tour, you have, you know, five capital cities or whatever, but like, you could have 30 of the same size cities in America. Mm. Like, there's just so much more people. It's such a bigger market. So it's, if you can crack that, then you're set.
1: They say if you can make it in America, then you can make yeah. it
0: anywhere. <laughs> oh, I don't know about that, but yeah.
1: <laughs> Thank you so much for jumping on the podcast. Whether you're hungover or you're not, you're not going to uh, elaborate. <laughs> but thanks so much for jumping on. um New music in the new year. Don't know when, possibly an EP.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, so, yeah, definitely new music. So, I think uh early next year, we'll be putting out an- another single, which will be awesome. That one's a very fun, heavy one, which will be sweet. And then. Uh, a few more singles but yeah EP coming out early next year as well um, EP tour and then yeah hopefully some tours announcing quite soon to unveil all that
1: awesome thanks for jumping on Carl the singer the screamer promotion <laughs> sleeper the manager you do it all yeah
0: thank you mate thanks for having us go
1: and check them out They've got one more gig to see out the rest of the year. Thornhill Christmas Show 2023. They're playing with Ocean Grove. That is at Chelsea Heights in Victoria. It is on Friday the 22nd of December. All right, it's time for this. Letters! Yes, this is the part of the show we can write on in. Go to the streetpresspodcast.com forward slash letters or you can hit the link in the show notes right now and, uh, and write me something. Uh, it's good to hear from you, especially this time. Maybe you just want to r- write in and say, hey, Merry Christmas. That's good. That's a letter. I can read that out. Uh, maybe you want to criticize the show. Maybe you want to give me some feedback. Let me know. Go to the show notes. This is from Lee. He's uh, he's written a message. He says, love the pod, mate. Some guest requests. So he's got some people he wants on the show. Uh, maybe you could write a letter to Lee's requests and see if you agree with these. He wants to see Kev Mitchell from Jebediah. He wants to see Tim or Davey from UMI. He wants Jamie or Todd from these New South Wales. Stevie from Clowns, Ruby Fields, the boys from Body Jar, Pan Pacific Grand. There are a few on there that I have reached out to before. Um, some of them haven't been able to jump on. I know I've reached out to Body Jar. I have reached out to Ruby Fields before. Uh, Stevie from Clowns was actually going to be on the show, uh, but Henny jumped on that day. I think Stevie couldn't make it. So there we go. We've got Tim from UMI, Timmy Rogers, Kevy Mitchell, and a few others. So go to the link in the show notes if you want to write something into the show or you want to request an artist. It's as easy as that. Lee, I'll get on to the remaining acts for you, all in your honour. That's what I do. That's my promise. I send out emails. Sometimes I don't get replies. Sometimes I do. And sometimes they end up on the show. So, you know, got any ideas? Shoot them through. Hey, if you love what I'm doing, if you've been listening for a little while and you're thinking, let's take this relationship just a little bit further, you can become a member of the Street Press Podcast. That link is also in the show notes. For $4 a month, you can help me out. You can buy me a schooner or, um, or a coffee. It is getting hot, like it's boiling right now in this room. I would much prefer a schooner, but you can jump on. You can become a member of the street press for as little as $4 a month. Uh, The band I play in, the Ritzer Kids, we have wrapped up our shows for this year. We had our final acoustic show at Wombrill Ocean View Club on Sunday. Just did a two-piece, Andrew and I played some acoustic songs. Well, we did our punk songs in an acoustic format, and that was the first time that we've done that. And uh, it was good fun. Thanks to those who turned up. It was a great Sunday evening. I had to duck off early because I was getting up for the 3 a.m. start, which I don't like doing, but uh, we had a great time. And thank you so much for your support of the band over the year. Obviously, it's been a big year for us. We released our EP. We've played a couple of cool support shows And we've had uh, a lot of fun. That's the most important part, I suppose, at the end of it. But uh, next year, bigger and better. We're talking about recording again. There's plenty of stuff happening. Um, That'll do for today. Hopefully you enjoyed today's episode. Like I said, go check out Ocean Sleeper. They are a cool band. And I reckon I've got a feeling that the next time I see them play at the Good Things Festival, they're going to be on the big stage. They really just know how to work a crowd. All right. Have a good week. I hope I can have your ears here next week. Till then, ta-da!